Chapter Three of Parables from Nature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Parables from Nature by Margaret Gaddy. Chapter Three The Unknown Land. But now they desire a better country. Hebrews eleven sixteen. It mattered not to the sedge warbler whether it were night or day. She built her nest down among the willows and reeds and long thick herbage that bordered the great river's side, and in her sheltered covert she sang songs of mirth and rejoicing, both by night and day. "'Where does the great river go to?' asked the little ones as they peered out of their nest one lovely summer night and saw the moonbeams dancing on the waters as they hurried along now the sedge warbler could not tell her children where the great river went to so she laughed and said they must ask the sparrow who chattered so fast or the swallow who travelled so far next time one or the other came to perch on the willow tree to rest and then said she you will hear all such stories as these and thereupon the sedge warbler turned her voice to the sparrow's note and the little ones almost thought the sparrow was there the song was so like his, all about towns and houses and gardens and fruit trees and cats and guns. Only the sedge warbler made the account quite confused, for she had never had the patience to sit and listen to the sparrow, so as really to understand what he said about these matters. But imperfect as the tale was, it amused the little ones very much, and they tried then to sing like it and sang till they fell asleep and when they awoke they burst into singing again for behold the eastern sky was red with the dawn and they knew the warm sunbeams would soon send beautiful streaks of light in among the reeds and flags that sheltered their happy home now the mother bird would sometimes leave the little ones below and go up into the willow branches to sing alone and as the season advanced she did this oftener and oftener and her song was plaintive and tender then for she used to sing to the tide of the river as it swept along she knew not whither and think that some day she and her husband and children should all be hurrying so onward as the river hurried she knew not whither also to the unknown land whence she had come yes i may call it the unknown land for only faint images remained upon her mind of the country whence she had flown at first she used to sing these little ditties only when alone but by degrees she began to let her little ones hear them now and then for were they not going to accompany her and was it not as well therefore to accustom them gradually to think about it then the little ones asked her where the unknown land was but she smiled and said she could not tell them for she did not know perhaps the great river is travelling there all along thought the eldest child but he was wrong. The great river was rolling on hurriedly to a mighty city, where it was to stream through the arches of many bridges, and bear on its bosom the traffic of many nations, restless and crowded by day, gloomy, dark, and dangerous by night. Ah, what a contrast were the day and night of the mighty city to the day and night of the sedge-warbler's home, where the twenty-four hours of changes God has appointed to nature were but so many changes of beauty mother why do you sing songs about another land asked a young tender-hearted fledgling one day 
why should we leave the reed beds and the willow trees cannot we build nests here and live here always mother do not let us go away anywhere else i want no other land and no other home but this there are all the eights in the great river to choose from where we shall each settle there can be nothing in the unknown land more pleasant than the reed beds and the willow trees here i am so happy leave off those dreadful songs then the mother's breast heaved with many a varied thought and she made no reply so the little one went on think of the red glow in the morning sky mother and the soft haze and then the beautiful rays of warm light across the waters think of the grand noonday glare when the broad flags and reeds are all burnished over with heat think of these evenings mother when we can sit about in the branches here there anywhere and watch the great sun go down behind the sky or fly to the eights of the great river and sing in the long green herbage there and then come home by moonlight and sing till we fall asleep and wake singing again if any noise disturb us if a boat chance to paddle by or some of those strange bright lights shoot up with a noise into the sky from distant gardens think even when the rain comes down how we enjoy ourselves for then how sweet it is to huddle into the soft warm nest together and listen to the drops pattering upon the flags and leaves overhead oh i love this dear dear home so much sing those dreadful songs about another land no more then the mother said listen to me my child and i will sing you another song and the sedge warbler changed her note and sang to her tender little one of her own young days when she was as happy and as gay as now though not here among the reed beds and how after she had lived and rejoiced in her happiness many pleasant months a voice seemed to rise within her that said this is not your rest and how she wondered and tried not to listen and tried to stop where she was and be happy there still but the voice came oftener and oftener and louder and louder and how the dear partner she had chosen heard and felt the same and how at last they left their home together and came and settled among the reed beds of the great river and oh how happy she had been and where is this place you came from mother asked the little one is it anywhere near that we may go and see it my child answered the sedge warbler it is the unknown land far far away i know but where i do not know only the voice that called me thence is beginning to call again and as i was obedient and hopeful once shall i be less obedient and hopeful now now that i have been so happy no my little one let us go forth to the unknown land wherever it may be in joyful trust you will be with me so i will murmured the little sedge warbler in reply and before she went to sleep she joined her young voice with her mother's in the song of the unknown land one day afterwards when the parent birds had gone off to the sedgy banks of a neighboring stream another of the young ones flew to the topmost branches of some willow trees and delighted with his position began to sing merrily as he swung backwards and forwards on the bough. Many were the songs he tried, and well enough he succeeded for his age. And at last he tried the song of the unknown land. 
a pretty tune and a pretty voice and a pretty singer remarked a magpie who unluckily was crossing the country at the time and whose mischievous spirit made him stop to amuse himself by showing off to the young one his superior wisdom as he thought it i've been to many places and even once was domesticated about the house of a human creature so i am a pretty good judge of singing continued mr mag with a cock of his tail as he balanced himself on a branch near the sedge warbler but upon my word i have seldom heard a prettier song than yours only i wish you would tell me what it is about it is about the unknown land answered the young warbler with modest pleasure and very innocently do i hear you right my little friend inquired the magpie with mock solemnity the unknown land did you say dear dear to think of finding such abstruse philosophy among the marshes and ditches it is quite a treat and pray now what is there that you can tell an odd old fellow like me who am always anxious to improve myself about this unknown land i don't know except that we are going there some day answered the sedge warbler rather confused by the magpie's manner now that is excellent returned the magpie chuckling with laughter how i love simplicity and really you are a choice specimen of it mr sedge warbler so you are thinking of a journey to this unknown land always supposing of course my sweet little friend that you can find the way to it which between you and me i think there must naturally be some doubt about under the circumstances of the place itself being unknown good evening to you pretty mr sedge warbler i wish you a pleasant journey oh stop stop cried the young bird now quite distressed by the magpie's ridicule don't go just yet pray tell me what you think yourself about the unknown land oh you little wiseacre are you laughing at me why can anybody even so clever a creature as yourself think about an unknown thing you can guess i admit anything you please about it or so could i if i thought it worth while to waste my time so foolishly but you will never get beyond guessing in such a case at all events i confess my poor abilities can't pretend to do anything more then you are not going there yourself murmured the overpowered youngster certainly not in the first place i am quite contented where i am and in the second place i am not quite so easy of belief as you seem to be how do i know there is such a place as this unknown land at all my father and mother told me answered the sedge warbler with more confidence oh your father and mother told you did they sneered the magpie scornfully and you're a good little bird and believe everything your father and mother tell you and if they were to tell you you were going to live up in the moon you would believe them i suppose they never deceived me yet cried the young sedge warbler firmly his feathers ruffling with indignation as he spoke hoity-toity what's the matter now my dainty little cock who said your father and mother had ever deceived you but without being a bit deceitful i take the liberty to inform you that they may be extremely ignorant and i shall leave you to decide which of the two yourself 
for i declare one gets nothing but annoyance by trying to be good-natured to you countrified young fellows you are not fit to converse with a bird of any experience and wisdom so once for all good-bye to you and the magpie flapped his wings and was gone before the sedge warbler had half recovered from his fit of vexation there was a decided change in the weather that evening for the summer was now far advanced and a sudden storm had brought cooler breezes and more rain than usual and the young birds wondered and were sad when they saw the dark sky and the swollen river and felt that there was no warm sunshine to dry the wet as was usual after a midday shower why is the sky so cloudy and lowering and why is the river so thick and gloomy and why is there no sunshine i wonder said one the sun will shine again to-morrow i dare say was the mother's answer but the days are shortening fast and the storm has made this one very short and the sun will not get through the clouds this evening never mind the wet has not hurt the inside of our nest get into it my dear ones and keep warm while i sing to you about our journey silly children did you expect the sunshine to last here for ever i'd hoped it might and thought it would once but lately i have seen a change answered the young one who had talked to her mother so much before and i do not mind now mother when the sunshine goes and the wet comes and the river looks dark and the sky black i think about the unknown land then the mother was pleased and perched upon a tall flag outside the nest she sang a hopeful song of the unknown land and the father and children joined all but one he poor fellow would not could not sing but when the voices ceased he murmured to his brothers and sisters in the nest this would be all very pleasant and nice if we could know anything about the land we talk about if we were to know too much perhaps we should never be satisfied here laughed the tender little one who had formerly been so much distressed about going but we know nothing rejoined the other bird indeed how do we know there is such a place as the unknown land at all we feel that there is at any rate answered the sister bird i have heard the call our mother tells about and so must you have done you fancy you have heard it that is to say cried the brother because she told you it is all fancy all guesswork no knowledge i could fancy i heard it too only i will not be so weak and silly i will neither think about going nor will i go this is not your rest sang the mother in a loud clear voice outside and this is not your rest answered the others in sweet unison and this is not your rest sounded in the depths of the poor little sedge warbler's own heart this is not our rest repeated the mother the river is rushing forward the clouds are hurrying onward the winds are sweeping past because here is not their rest ask the river ask the clouds ask the winds where they go to another land ask the great sun as he descends away out of sight where he goes to another land and when the appointed time shall come let us also arise and go hence oh mother mother would that i could believe you where is that other land thus cried the distressed doubter in the nest and then he opened his troubled heart and told what the magpie had said and the parent birds listened in silence and when he ceased 
listen to me my son exclaimed the mother and i will sing you another song whereupon she spoke once more of the land she had left before and now the burden of her story was that she had left it without knowing why she went out not knowing whither in blind obedience faith and hope as she traversed the wide waste of waters there was no one to give her reasons for her flight or tell her this and this will be your lot could the magpie have told her had he met her there but had she been deceived no the secret voice which had called and led her forth had been one of kindness when she came to the reed beds she knew all about it for then arose the strong desire to settle then she and her dear partner lived together and then came the thought that she must build a nest ah had the magpie seen her then building a home for children yet unborn how he would have mocked at her what could she know he would have asked about the future was it not all guesswork fancy folly but had she been deceived no it was that voice of kindness that had told her what to do for did she not become the happy mother of children and was she not now able to comfort and advise her little ones in their troubles for let the magpie say what he would was it likely that the voice of kindness would deceive them at last no she cried in joyful trust let us obey the call though now we know not why when obedience and faith are made perfect it may be that knowledge and explanation shall be given so ended the mother's strain and no sad misgivings ever clouded the sedge warbler's home again several weeks of changing autumn weather followed after this and the chilly mornings and evenings caused the songs of departure to sound louder and more cheerily than ever in the reed beds they knew they felt they had confidence that there was joy for them in the unknown land but one dark morning when all were busy in various directions a sudden loud sound startled the young ones from their sports and in terror and confusion they hurried home the old nest looked looser and more untidy than ever that day for some water had oozed in through the half-worn bottom but they huddled together into it as of old for safety soon however it was discovered that neither father nor mother were there and after waiting in vain some time for their return the frightened young ones flew off again to seek them oh weary weary search for the missing ones we love it may be doubted whether the sad reality when they came upon it exceeded the agony of that hour's suspense it ended however at last on a patch of long rank herbage which covered a mud bank so wet that the cruel sportsman could not follow to secure his prey lay the stricken parent birds one was already dead but the mother still lived and as her children's wail of sorrow sounded in her ear she murmured out a last gentle strain of hope and comfort away away my darlings to the unknown land the voice that has called to all our race before and never but for kindness is calling to you now obey go forth in joyful trust quick quick there is no time to be lost 
but my father you oh my mother cried the young ones hush sweet ones hush we cannot be with you there but there may be some other unknown land which this may lead to and the mother laid her head against her wounded side and died long before the sunbeams could pierce the heavy haze of the autumn morning the young sedge warblers rose for the last time o'er their much-loved reed beds and took flight they knew not whither dim and undefined hope perhaps they had that they might find their parents again in the unknown land and if one pang of grief struck them when these hopes ended it was but for a moment for said the brother bird there may be some other unknown land better even than this to which they may be gone end of chapter three recording by linda fredericks modesto california october 2011